Welcome to the crazy Albanian from the Bronx. I'm your host, Leonardo Joni. Today we got a special guest, Farouk Hussein. What up, what up, what up? What the heck? Thank you for having me, Leonardo. How you guys doing? I hope everybody goes into their bomb shelters. In their bomb? <laughs> we are, we've advanced technology now. We, we mail anthrax to people. Now. Yeah. We're trying to keep the post office in business through terrorism. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Farouk, as you if guys... If it wasn't for those crazy Muslims, man, the post office would be in trouble. Forget about it. Every time you send an anthrax envelope, it's two stamps. <laughs> it's two stamps? It's two... I don't know. I was like, have you done the this ex- before? Are we doing it wrong? The ex- Is that why there's no numbers? Our mail is just going back to sender? Like, that, you, it's the extra weight. It's the extra weight. Uh, so for those of you guys who don't know, Farouk is a very funny comic. Thank you. Um, thank you. We've seen him all throughout New York City. He performs. Um, he's from Staten Island. Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think maybe that's where you get your sense of humor from. Uh, most of it, yeah. Most of it from that. It just, uh, I think I've always been kind of very into jokes and everything, but Staten Island definitely made me um, hone it. You know, like, uh, it's hard... It's hard to stick out in Staten Island. Well, it's not hard to stick. It's hard to fit in in Staten Island. So you have to find something to like make you fit in because people aren't going to be like, yeah, come over. I'm like, oh, come here, funny guy. Well, Staten Island is just a cesspool of all the rejects. Just yeah, there. to be fair, yeah. But you know what? Like, that's how you like people say, like, you know, gentrification is happening when white people are moving into your neighborhood. I yeah. say no. Gentrification is happening when all the old Goomba Italians are leaving your neighborhood. That's actually, that's true. <laughs> if that's all the true. mom and pop sh- stops, uh, sh- uh, you know, mom and pop shops are closing, your neighborhood is getting gentrified and mm. mostly it's first generation uh immigrants who generally not even just italians but like if you see all the immigrants leaving then you gotta be like yeah we better get out of here yeah no i'm with you and you 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 have the mom and pop shops close and then you get all these like really hip shops opening up usually coffee shops and they're always owned by like these young kids exactly that you're like where did you get the money for this well we had a venture capitalist invest in our business idea that we pitched to him on the fifth floor of a WeWorks. and i'm like ah, i hate you already yeah right (laughs) we work sounds like the most communist office space i've ever heard we all work we work (laughs) (laughs) have you been inside of a WeWork? No, I okay. So funny thing, I only got one job offer throughout a pan throughout the pandemic because I've your boy's been jobless. If you got a job out there, let me know. Um, and they were like, yeah, but it's out of a WeWork. He's in really Manhattan. good at licking stamps. <laughs> <laughs> or other thing, uh, ladies, people who identify as ladies, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not leaving anybody out. <laughs> this tongue is very equal opportunity. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like we're in a WeWorks, and basically the job was I would take mail from this WeWorks and then just deliver it to a place in Jersey City, and take the mail from Jersey City and deliver it to the WeWorks. I'm like this is the shadiest thing ever. Why can't you guys email? <laughs> like <Yeah>. why? <laughs> Sounds like you were ballot harvesting. I. It, <laughs> it sounded something like because they were sealed files. And there, like, you oh, there you know. go. There you go. They were taking. So you said they were taking things from the WeWork. Where was the WeWork? Somewhere on the somewhere by Times Square. Or okay, whatever, so you yeah. took liberal votes. Right. You brought them over to Jersey. Right, and then you took the conservative votes and bought them over to New York because New York never goes. Conservative. I don't think it was votes. I think it was love letters. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're from Jersey, not from New York. We come from two different worlds. <laughs> <laughs> You call it sauce, I call it gravy. Like, no, just text each other. Just text each other. That's funny. That's funny. So do you feel like Staten Island's getting gentrified? 
You know what's weird? I don't think Staten Island is getting gentrified. I don't think Staten Island will ever get gentrified. I think it's hard to because the reason being they, they're trying to very hard. They're trying to move a lot of businesses out there because there's only two places left to gentrify. And a lot of these companies that move in, they want to pay cheap rent. Right. So right, only right. cheap rent is left Bronx and Staten Island. Right. You can't. You can, and I, they try. by cheap I mean com- comparably cheap to like Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens. Well, they try. They and tr- space, a lot of space. They available. tried to gentrify the Bronx like it's five years ago. The, you're not, not going to gentrify the Bronx. The piano it's district. Just, yeah. They called it. Yeah, they called it the piano district. Yeah. They tried. They out of all the places they tried to gentrify the South Bronx. That's okay. <laughs> the yeah. piano district. <laughs> they called it the, the and they they the did piano this district. Whole, this is the Liberace. <laughs> The Liberace front. Like. Well, that's because they used to make pianos in the South Bronx. Oh, right. right? But still weird. I like the, the or they dark called gritty. They called it, um, the, what was the other name? It was like Sobo or something. Can you look it up? It was, yeah. it was. Oh, some, South Bronx, Sobo, Sobo. Yeah, they, it was they, yeah. something horrible. But exactly. They're trying to, they were trying to do things like that. And Staten Islanders were like, nah, not in our world. That's exactly what happened in the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx no, was no, like, no, get no, the no. fuck out of here. Car- Everybody who sounds like Cardi B came out was like, not in my neighborhood. Oh, that was the one thing that like all Staten Islanders. Islanders, black, white, red, blue, everyone like was united. I'm like, no, 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 no. Whole Foods, I will fucking die before a Whole Foods open up. We let one Trader Joe's exist and we're like, that's enough. Yeah, but Trader Joe's is like a white trash Whole Foods anyway. Exactly. So. I think the reason why people keep Trader Joe's around is because like they they don't they're not that disruptive to your local economy or whatever. Right, Their right. prices don't drive out other businesses. I mean, they are a little bit competitive. Right. But you could still like go to your like so go to your local like Top Tomato and things like that and still get Top like, Tomato. Top God, tomato. dude. Top Tomato is where I used to do all my shopping in the Bronx as a kid. Yeah. It's- all the Albanians. All the Albanians go to Top Tomato and they look for husbands for their daughters. Their daughter, just right, right when their daughters turn like 17, the 18, they're, looking, they're like. You have to go to the front of any oh. Dunkin' Donuts. That's where you got to go. <laughs> No, 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 because you don't understand what it is. They're not going there looking for the men. Mm. They're looking for the men's mothers. Now, the ah. men's mothers are there, and they bring the daughter out, and they're like, look, it's my daughter. Look, she's such a good girl. She's a good grocery <laughs> chef. She's not a whore. She's wearing, she's wearing two hijabs. <laughs> Meanwhile, the daughter's, in the, the daughter's in the produce section with a cucumber, like, yeah. <laughs> look how good she holds that fake baby. Like She's holding like a fake baby. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to show all her skills. Or like a crisis actor, baby. I don't know. Like, can you imagine I was a child crisis actor? <laughs> and my career went south. Yeah, that's hilarious. When Alex Jones asked me to come into his trailer. Yeah. Dude. It was not a trailer. So, <laughs> so as everybody on this show who listens knows, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Mm. And Farouk is a comedian. So he, do you believe in conspiracy theories? I believe in the idea of conspiracies existing. I don't think they're as... Um, as well played out as people think them to be. I cuz I like I like that starting from a place of doubt with anything. Yep, yep. But I think it's it's counterproductive to stay in the place of doubt all the time because you can't make a move if you're uncertain all that's the time. True. You know that's true. I mean? That's very true. That that that's And I a feel pitfall. like a lot of conspiracy theories cuz I listen to a lot of them like you know I watch their YouTubes and stuff cuz I I follow all like the who? people that I disagree with or not see the same things things the same way as them because I feel like everyone is living in this bubble, like whether you're right, left, whatever. Yeah. Everyone prefers to say with a lot of yes men around. Yep. Them. Yep. And yep. that's that's hindering the conversations that we're supposed to be having. I don't mean to get too political, but um, wow, that was so political. I don't mean to get you know people like well sometimes it's hard to have a conversation when uh, they're hitting you over the head. I'm like I'm not I don't care about that. But. Well, we're not. Well, first of all, you're not going to have conversations with anybody 
through social media platforms. Exactly. Okay, that's, so that's that, the fir- I was going to, yeah, that's that, the first. You got to just stop. I tried to do that at the beginning of the pandemic because as everybody who's followed me knows, I went from being a hardcore Bernie girl to, I like my boy Trump now. What do you want me to say, all right? They try to I will say he's in. funny. I'm sorry. If we're... If we're because there's no actual policy to decide on either candidate that's going to be a decisive policy. I'm like, yeah, that's the one. And I don't care what you spew on Twitter. It's You know they didn't say that. There's assistants writing down their policies. Absolutely. They probably don't know what policy they even fucking talk no, about. No, they asked Joe Biden about his policies. And he's, and somebody said, don't you think the voters deserve to know about your policies? And he said, no, they don't. He oh, man, I was said, losing my shit when no, they, they asked uh, Trump about something. And he reverted to Osama bin Laden. And then Cardi B was... <laughs> Cardi B, Cardi B was like live tweeting it and like she was like, why the fuck are you talking about Trump? He's dead. <laughs> well, why is he talking about Osama Bin Laden? He's dead. What does that have to do with anything? I'm like, see, she should be moderating. She should be moderating. But just to, just to revert to what you were saying, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do like to listen to opposing or out there views because it's just the only problem I have with conspiracy theorists is uh, they have a lot of opinions without solutions. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So that that's where they lose me a little. I'm like, oh, anyone can do that. I my mom does that. <laughs> she has a lot of opinions without solutions. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a big that's a big problem. I mean, I go, I definitely go down the conspiracy rabbit hole because it's fun. Let me just tell you, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's so much it's fun to be fun. like Hillary Clinton's working for the fourth dimensional alien beings who are disguised as humans and they're really reptilians. <laughs> and so she's eating children, but it's an acquired taste for her. It's not something she liked to do, but the reptilians got her into it to I prove f- her loyalty. I feel like so she fun. Has- you guys remember in Harry Potter, the first one where like Voldemort was living the back of this guy's head? Yes. She's got I a mean, she's, she's got, got she's got someone like this in the back. Dude, she probably does. That's probably a conspiracy theory. Any kind of conspiracy theory you can think of, you it know, probably is. My favorite exists. one is that Michelle Obama's a dude. Like, come on. That's man. actually funny. It's hilarious, it but is it's hilarious. like, come on. It's hilarious. Doctor photos that so, come out. I'm like, you make her look like Ice Cube in every fucking like <laughs> And like that's not because that if o- Michelle Obama was a trans person, you don't think she'd do a good job of being a trans yeah, person? Right. She's in the public eye all the time. She's not gonna be like, let's tuck it and roll, Barack. Like what? <laughs> that's not what she's doing. Yeah, but they, but <laughs> she's got millions of dollars. You think she's gonna settle for a subpar like <laughs> transition? Yeah, what the fuck? Somebody made a good joke though. They were like, she is. We know she's letting you know because they always gotta. The, one of the things conspiracy theorists say is that they always have to tell you what's going on. Right. And they're like, look what. It's her book, Becoming Michelle. What did it take? <laughs> what did it take for you to become Michelle? <laughs> that one I hadn't heard until um, the pandemic. And then I, w- I just. Yeah, I met Michelle on the basketball court. We were just shooting hoops. And then one day I was like, you're the one for me. And she's like, I'll transition for you. Like, what, what do you think their love story is going to be? Like? Well, they say, I mean, there's the conspiracy theory that Obama's gay. Oh, my God. There was like a whole guy who came out and said that. He sucked his dick. And- I, I have information, news for all of you out there. Uh, every politician definitely is not monogamous. Yeah. And every politician is definitely not completely straight. Okay? <laughs> uh, I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> is the thing about rich people and powerful people, once they get that fame and that power and the money, they want to explore everything. That includes genitals. Okay? <laughs> that Yo, includes genitals. I think that's probably a true statement. It's true. It's, it's true for like... But I can't see, like I can't see, I can't see Trump being gay. I can be, see Trump being gay, but people being like other gay people being like, "There's not enough money in the world." <laughs> <There's not laughs> money in the world. <laughs> he has a lot of gay fans. I don't think you know this. Oh no, I've seen the 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 um, gays for Trump. The gays for Trump guy. He was on Fox News a couple of times, and then the best the best gaffe of this whole uh, a political cycle for this 
for this quarter, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for this quarter has been um, uh, Eric Trump or Donald Donald Trump Jr. going and be like as a member of the LGBTQ community. Like, no, no, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, he oh, did. Shit. He I'm said that. Yeah, he he accidentally was like he was trying to say as an ally, but he was like as, oh, a, as member. a member. And then people were like, see, I told you that family's up to something. And like being gay is up to something. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Like him, people being like, oh, him having sex with his daughter is like whatever. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I have something to tell you about the Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, <laughs> Oedipus. I have a lot to tell you. <laughs> the present day Southerners. Let me just say, Woody Allen. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have a problem. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I I have an issue with. So I was like, Saudis. Yeah, yeah, I have issues. <laughs> no, no, Saudis also with the daughter. Yeah, yeah. I I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but that's like, see, that's that's the conspiracy theory that's sort of on the equivalent of saying Michelle Obama's a trans person. Right. It's like you're gonna have them on both. That's why when I was watching this video about this guy saying that he sucked. Um, he sucked off Obama. I was like, eh, I mean, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I, don't I just feel like if he was gay. He would let people know because I think people would like him even more. The left would be like, "Oh, exactly. black Eddie's gay." That's exactly. You don't think that would that would have got? Imagine he was not even like gay. He was like, "I'm bi." Oh my god! <laughs> he would, the left would explode. <laughs> the left would explode. They would literally cream all over themselves in in, uh, in confetti, probably. But they would explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. The the thing that the thing about that I like about conspiracy theories is that they don't trust the government. Okay, mm, I don't. Tr- uh, that's one thing I, I don't trust the government. <laughs> and and that used to be like a pretty like non political position to that's not a pretty trust- sensible position to not trust your government. But it's also. But uh, here's this, here's yeah. this and it, you, this is the, the 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 shift that has happened. It used to be that if you were a conspiracy theorist, you were typically on the like left leaning side of politics, if anything, if you were anything, right? Right. So I so, feel like the conspiracy part goes hand in hand with who's in power. So the conspiracy theories come out like say if the right is in power, you're gonna get a lot of leftist conspiracy theories, and I mm. think if you have the left in power, you're gonna get a lot of rightist conspiracy theories. I think their whole whole point of a conspiracy theory is to upset the status quo. So whatever right. the status quo is, that's what you're going to go against. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I got to disagree because... Like with the I've communists been... in, the, in the 80s, like, everybody's a communist. He's wearing a red hat. He's a communist. He's right. Oh, so they were com- like, right. Right. Because right. you know what I mean? So I feel like... All right. So I've seen like two dysfunctional governments in my lifetime, here and Pakistan. And I cannot tell you the stark... Uh, similarities between the two and I'm like this is one's a third world country right and one's supposed to be the leader of the free world right and the similarities are jarring like what let's hear it like for example uh, the most of the the wealth gap like it's so downplayed everywhere but it's if you live in regular life you see it every day Right. In Pakistan. In Pakistan and here. You like, see it here yeah. Here is, and then you see it you see it I think really in New York. I think you see it once you hit the fringe places in New York. Like, you, you hit, like, a place like Staten Island, you'll see neighborhoods change like that. Because mm. it's small place. It's concentrated. Right. But Bronx, like, how quickly does the Bronx change? Oh, like, God. One stop. One fucking stop. And you're yeah. like, oh, can we double back? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no. I, t- I took... You go up to the conductor, like, put this shit in reverse. Bro, put this shit in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> this train... I'm not getting off here, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, so... But so I grew you, I grew up in pretty much poor part of the Bronx. I mean, poor immigrant family who right. had no money. I mean, and then too that, many kids. that also like so you're 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 taking a part of the population that already is every day their daily struggle is how do I get more money right? How do I get more food on right. the table? So these people don't have time to 
hash politics every day. Yeah, yeah. And so you're not going to get those, I think you're not going to get those people to like, you know, listen to anything political. They understand needs and wants. Right, right, right. So I think that's that's where that, that divide comes in. Now, as far as Staten Island goes, I mean... It's crazy. It's the diversity in Staten Island. So we're not. I know it sounds like a stupid sentence to say diversity in Staten Island, <laughs> but really, like the Wu Tang neighborhood is right there, and then the richest neighborhood is like right next to it. Yeah, like where they where they filmed The Godfather and shit. So like, oh shit, I don't know. Well, I mean, we were in. We we took a drive through Riverdale, and Jalen was like, "This is the Bronx." I'm like, "Yeah, this is." Whenever I tell people I'm from the Bronx, they're and like, "They say they're not the Bronx, right, Riverdale, or is it?" The, I, yeah, I like, think so. They but say they, they're not the Bronx, but they are the Bronx. I mean, and then yeah. I remember whenever I would tell anybody who was like halfway ethnic or black, mm. I'm from the Bronx, they'd be like, "Oh, Riverdale," and I was like, "Bitch, I'm from fucking Allerton Avenue." <laughs> like, let's don't fuck with me. All right. Twist your fingers. Twist your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up with gang signs and crib signs, but I grew up with a bunch of Albanians who were robbing old ladies. What do you want me to say? That's what we do. I have to say, in fact, it, when I first came They here, don't rob old ladies. When That's I first came a- here, people who lived in impoverished neighborhoods and especially like my non-white friends that I made growing up, they were more understanding of what it means to be from Pakistan than people who were supposedly well-educated and white and, like, you know, went to my high school and shit. Hmm. First of all, I didn't hang out with people in my high school. I went to the shitty part of town and hung out with all the shitty kids. Because you were in the nice high school. I was in the nice high school. Because your parents were like, where are the white people? We're going to move them. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. So I, I came here at 17. I came back at 17. And then no high school would accept me. No high school would accept me. Although the education system in Pakistan is far better than over here. Really? Way, way, way better. Because their education system, their private education system comes from the University of Cambridge. Oh. O and A levels and all that. Shit. Right. So I took that. And then I came here. I was like, the queen said I'm qualified. <laughs> but they're like, no, you can't. You have to do, you have to repeat all four years of high school. Oh, like, no fucking way am I doing that. I'm smarter than all these kids. Yeah. And they're like, no, but you can't because, and I was like, why? He's like, because you haven't done American history and gym. And I'm like, oh, the two subjects Americans are very reputable in, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Though I'm like, these kids don't know American history or gym. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> They're all spilling out of their Cookie Monster sweatpants. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, gym, so that, gym was the biggest joke of an exercise I know. Class. And when I found when I first went to gym and I found out this is the reason. I, so I had to do two, four years of high school in a year and a half. Okay. So I was the only person with a full schedule all the time, even in senior year and everything. And um, so when I would go hang out, like, you know, like, I'd be like, I'd be like with the white kids. And when I were like, yeah, I'm from Pakistan. I'm like, oh, is that like India? I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm not having this conversation. Right, right, right. right. And then I would go hang out and for lack of a better term, the ghetto. And like, I would hang out with like, I, you know, all my. The rougher part of town. The rougher part of town. The part of town where Farouk learned how to deal drugs. The part of town where pizza boys don't deliver. (laughs) 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 They leave it on the street corner like whoever gets it, gets it, bro. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Park Hill, basically. I would go hang out in Park Hill in Port Richmond. And uh, I would be like, you know, I'd be smoking with these dudes and whatever. And I'd be like, so man, little man, where you from? Because they're all bigger than me. Like, little man, where you from? Like. (laughs) I grew up in Pakistan. I'm like, yo, shit, that's crazy out there. Because they, they treat it like you just came back from prison. Like, yeah. yo, you did 10 years in Pakistan. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's just crazy. They understand the level of, da- like, not danger, but, like, you know, they understand, like, there's different kinds of, like, adversity everywhere, I guess. Yeah. And otherwise, and they're more educated in that sense. Like, they can, like, entertain a different lifestyle. Because mm, like, right. I think when you're poor or impoverished or whatever, I think you imagine a lot of other lifestyles, but when you're not, 
you yeah, like, this is a perfect place to be. Why would I need to imagine anything <laughs> else? I get it. I get it. So, so you... that's why I always love like hanging out in those neighborhoods because like, a they didn't give me shit. Like I wasn't the brown guy. Right. Right. You know. I can I can relate to that because you know when I when I got time to go to high school, my family moved like sort of upstate New York, mm-hmm. and they moved. They were like, we got to get the kids out of this bad neighborhood, so they moved us to like a basically white trash town. Mm-hmm. And I was Wait, like, where would you go? Where'd we you go? went to Brewster. Do you know oh, what I've that been is? To Brewster, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about? Dep- I had four years of depression. The cows have neck tattoos. In case you haven't, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was says move for life. <laughs> Yo, on the cow's neck. It like. was the biggest joke. And my parents moved me. I got into jug life with like a jug of milk. <laughs> I got right. They were like, "We got to get them. We got to take them out out of here because they have better schools up there." And this was, I had just gotten into Bronx Science High. Oh, that's a good school. Which is like, I think the second best high yeah, school in yeah. all of New York. Yeah. And that, then they moved Stuyvesant, me right? to it's a white. Like yeah, Stuyvesant's yeah. number one. Right. Then you got Bronx Science. Bronx and then you have Brooklyn Tech. Right. Top three schools. You have to take a test to get in. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. That's I'm smart. Very, I tried getting in. You know? I, my family was ready to move if we got into any of those schools. But again, they were like, even they were like, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you were from there. Yeah. Like you have to do four years. I'm like, what the fuck is this Right. Shit? So, so I get into that, and my dad's like, yeah, we got to take you to a better school. I was like, I, I just got into, like, a good school. <laughs> so they take me to this white trash town, right? And it's like, I, the minute I got there, people were like, because uh, I was so Bronx, you know? Uh... They were like, oh, we're playing hopscotch. You got rap me, like, making fun of my accent, you know? And I was like, I will fuck you up. Right, like. And that was my tough. You start putting Vaseline on, like, what is she doing? <laughs> Like, oh, you better find out what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm taking off my fake fingernails <laughs> in like eighth grade. Like, oh, when I saw that happen for the first time on a bus in Staten oh. Island, man, it was, it was like watching UFC in real life. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, like they're and high school girls, like high school, high school girls, yeah, t- high, they take off their he- earrings. High school girls fight harder than high school boys a hundred percent because they they have something to prove. <laughs> what do you mean? Ma- meaning like. Girls, I feel like in in as far as like the the bullying thing yes, goes, yes, yes, girls. I think girls are a little bit more vicious in that sense. So they're right. like, oh, don't test my. And girls, I feel like it's also more of a in high school at least. I think they're more like there's a more communal culture as far as like because guys can. I feel like guys can dissociate with other groups and not give a shit, but girls mm. kind of do. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have their click. They have their click. The clicks and then the clicks are always interacting with each other because like I feel like like for example like the bathroom thing like girls. I feel like it's like a meeting hall. <laughs> like, yeah, and you had your in click high school, and you were not either, everywhere, but in high school you were in like, it or not. Yeah, because that's like that's where you could like just like dudes would go to the bathroom not to like just use the bathroom but just to, like fuck around and, like you know haze people and like you know graffiti like you remember like you know just to, just to avoid class for any right. reason right. But I feel like with girls is more vicious because I feel like a lot is happening in a girls bathroom than as opposed to boys. Boys are like oh like I punch you and you punch me, but girls are like. Oh my god! It's a whole emotional thing. It's you have to be uh, on guard physically, mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. And I feel like, and I again, I'm not a girl. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. But no, no, there's a lot. There's a lot well, that goes I on. Have, like my little sister developed anxiety because of that shit. Because shit. Of, like, she wasn't. She wore a headscarf in middle school and like people made fun really, of her. Oh, embarrassed people. Uh, people would put like. Uh, like, you know, wigs in her backpack and be like, this is better than a hijab. Uh, they would put soap in her backpack because she bought food from home and it like, ugh, like smells. Meanwhile, uh, now, by the way, this fucking food, $20. <laughs> Fuck all of you. What year was this? Dude, 2008? Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
The end. I mean, uh, I, 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 I don't know, but I, but, but I thought the anti. It was before Hasmunad saved us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there was definitely no. It's not just it, it's not just anti-Muslim sentiment. It's anti-other. It's just xenophobia. It's yeah. just xenophobia all throughout. It's like, like it you don't. Matter, and yeah. it doesn't. It, it you don't even have to be like a foreign culture. It's like you could be a different kind of person. And if you're not like, Irish Italian, then you're other. That's really. Oh, it's that island yeah, you're talking about. See, I went to I went to school. And total mixed crowd. Right. So it was different. Like, I feel like it's more of like if you're from the neighborhood or from the Bronx area, then you're fine. But if you're not. Like, no, even that. Right? Like I went to school, you know, I went to, to a middle school, like one of these like really tough middle schools where like one like one day the school basically dismissed everybody early because they were like, oh, it's a. Uh, the national initiation of the bloods today so we have to let you guys go home early and i'm like why don't you just like stop the bloods from initiating us and they're like the bloods have weapons and the creatures have exactly and it was like it was that that was when you got to see who really had the power because they were like don't wear red you know if there was a fight in school they would be like we got to let them duke it out so That's so, that's so scary, but also hilarious that the principal has to check with the blood to be like, hey, we doing school today? No, all right. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty much it. That was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. So He's trying to convince the bloods to come over to his side. Listen, there's union benefits on this side. You should join us. But the, so I, I have a different mm. sense of like why, you know, it was the otherness of me sort of being like I was actually like a very sensitive kid mm. I was very soft and sensitive mm. and I had to develop this tough yeah, exterior exactly. and you tough, you toughen up quick because you realize that nobody's like waiting on the other end to be like oh no it's okay pat on the back yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah this isn't a this isn't a movie hard and be like toughen up yeah. Like, yeah they don't give a shit they about that shit. man kids are vicious kids are fucking vicious. let me tell you something I went to the same um, elementary school from like kindergarten to third no first grade to third grade so mm. everybody knew me right right and my dad, because he was a Nazi, used to shave our heads every summer. Your dad was a Nazi. No, but he okay. he shaved <laughs> he shaved our heads. Uh, okay. That's some Nazi shit. Yeah. He was breaking his kid's spirit. He was like, "I'm gonna let you know who's the boss." So he shaved my head when I was like a little little kid. Maybe he's a big Sinead O'Connor fan. You know? <laughs> Think about. Doesn't even know who that is. <laughs> he's such an immigrant. And then he shaved my head. In between second and third grade, I believe it was. So summer summer of third grade, right? Shaved my head. So I went to school, and I was like, well, everybody's going to know who I am because I'm Leonardo. I'm the only one, <laughs> right? And I've been in the same, I've been in this class with these kids for three years, you know? So I get on the girls' line, and I get on the end of the line with shaved head. I'm, like, right. bald, right? And everybody's like, bro, that's the girls' line. You got to get on the boys' line. Oh, and I almost man. started crying. And then you said, how dare you misgender me? <laughs> This was before that time. <laughs> boys were boys, girls were boys, girls. Girls were also boys. Were also, like, apparently, in your case, girls were also boys. <laughs> so I almost started crying, and I was like, "Guys, it's it's me, Leonardo." <laughs> and they were like, "Leonardo?" I was like, "It's Leonardo." They're like, "Oh shit, we didn't recognize you without your hair." And I was like, <laughs> "It was bad, dude." So then what you stopped in the third grade? That no, my well, so that was the last time I remember my dad shaving my head. Mm. But then he made me cut my hair super short, like in a boy cut, cut, when I was like between the summer of fifth and sixth grade. Mm. So you know, he he broke me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I. because I see a lot of like that in like a lot of Muslim cultures where they like they do that on purpose to like you. People don't look at you. Like, both yeah, don't look at you. That's exactly it. If they make you as sexually ambiguous as possible. Right. But so then little do way. they know 
there's a lot of pedophiles who like buttholes. Listen, uh, it doesn't stop them. It doesn't. You know? it doesn't it, it's not. They're not in here for their hairstyles. I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah, they're real. I just like. But he would do it. He, he would shave all of our heads. So mm. my brothers too. So we'd be like, and we were like wild kids. Well, my brothers were super wild, you know, because there was a lot of stuff going on at home. I grew up with uh, uh, Afghani neighbors. And they would do that to their daughters for a long time. It was so, it's so fucked But then up. the ironic part is they would shave the head, but then be like, don't forget your hijab. I'm like, now we know she's a girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you just do it as a torture the poor girl. Yeah, why would you do that? Why yeah. would you do it's that? It's so ridiculous. So we would like torment the neighborhood. We were like running, like like we would knock on people's doors. We'd play stink bombs in the bike and dri- ride around, oh, yeah, ride we around were, all yeah. the old people, break shit. So they'd see these like three like le- neo-Nazi kids with shaved heads and they were like, oh, it's because they have lice. <laughs> and yeah. we, were like, <laughs> we were like, we don't have lice. Our dad's just abusive. Here goes Licey Leonard, huh? <laughs> like, no, I don't look. <laughs> like, you're like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't have it now. My head's shaved. <laughs> What's your problem? I want to, I feel like my parents did that a lot too, but we were living over there, so it was just like, because it was hot. They would shave your heads. They would, like, not, like, my sisters get it really, really short, and then I would, they would. Like, like short, like your like hairstyle short? Like, crew cut. Like yeah, like me too. Style. Yeah. yeah. But I think they did it because it was hot. I don't think it was because it's Pakistan. It's like nobody gave a shit. You know? like, but there's a difference there because everybody's doing that, right? Right, yeah. So how, there's a difference when everybody's doing it. You're like, this is just what we do. Exactly. And when you're the only family doing it. Because we had other Albanians, by the way. Uh, and they weren't doing that. Oh, no. And they yeah, were like... were the weird Albanians. So we were the really uh, weird Albanians. So it was really fucked. This is getting... Because even the other Albanians, they were like, yeah, we don't really talk about Yo, the... <laughs> Yeah, the other Albanians used to treat us like we were the lepers. Your mom says in Budic and like they just send it right back. Like, no, no, we don't we don't eat we don't eat from their house. That's not true. Everybody came over to our house. Because we were the wild kids whose parents were never home. Uh, so it was like the party house. Uh, yeah, okay. But we always got the other kids into trouble. That was us. And they never wanted their kids hanging Did out with our kids. You have cousins and stuff as well around you? No, we didn't have our cousins around uh, us. Because we so we had like all our cousins and everything around. So like, we were ganged up all the time. Like it was yeah. just like seven of us going everywhere. Well, it was it was seven. It was like seven to nine of us, but that was because there were so many Albanians, right? Just living right. in this two building complex. <laughs> there was like everybody. Everybody had like four or five kids, so it was just like three. You know. I don't know why people have kids like like especially like immigrant culture. Like, they have kids like it's still like playing time. Like hey, maybe two of these won't survive. Like <laughs> no, they will. They will. Yeah, just that's stop it. it too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One boy, one girl. You're good. You're good. Just one boy, one girl, and you're good. Is it good now? Um, they do have. They do have a lot of kids. They. I don't think they just believe in pulling out. I think you know what else it is. No, they don't. I think it's because the only reason to get married in like Muslim cultures, at least, is you ha- you want to have sex. So you want you you're getting married, and this is the this is the first That's person. It. I think the it's high. It's one of the highest motivations is because you've abstained your whole life. If you have, right? If you have. If you have, and now you're getting like both, and, on both sides. Sh- by the way, man, and the man and the woman. Sheep don't count. Sheep don't. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> sheep don't count. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it's a very like if you're in love with a sheep, like you know, who can judge? Did but, you guys date first? That's the question. Was the sheep's dad okay with it? Is the question. <laughs> Did you properly go and ask for her? <laughs> but yeah, they don't. I feel like so when you finally have the chance, like yeah, let's every day, like let's just you know, like you're just 
And then you just don't. That's got to be so weird. It's got to be so weird when you are like, when you really like are supposed to be so like asexual. Right. And then all of a sudden you're just going to town on each other every day. I would feel that feels like being molested. I think it, it, it you're not teaching uh, responsible sex. Like you're just like, all right, we're just going to have sex all the fucking time. And like, no, you pull out sometimes. Like we don't need, we don't need a lot of you. Maybe one of you. <laughs> that's fine. You know, like, but they, I, and that's when you see like, you know, like my mom has eight other siblings. My dad has nine other siblings. Damn. Exactly. Like, and then here's the ironic part. My grandma would say things like, back in my day, the husband and the wife got married and they still had separate bedrooms. Like, oh. Yeah, like and that did still ended up with nine kids? Right. What the fuck? Yeah. That didn't stop anything. It didn't stop anything. That, but that's know? not that different than, like, if you remember when, like, I Love Lucy was on, they would have, like, twin beds. They would show twin beds. Right, right, yeah. That was that same kind of, ooh, we don't talk about this. And you're like, well, the kids came from somewhere. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is true in your culture, right? Mm. But in my culture, Albanians, Albanian mm. Muslim. Well, yeah, I think mostly Albanian Muslim because I, I feel like the Albanian Catholics are a little different than us. Like, they're a little bit more, like, slutty. By slutty, I mean they're allowed to talk to the... More, they're a little bit more uh, Italian. That's now, <laughs> By slutty, I mean they're allowed to talk to the guy they're supposed to marry beforehand. Ah, right, 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 right. Okay. So they really kind of look for a partner that they love, mm. right? With Albanian Muslims, they're like, what does love have to do with it? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like Tina Turner. Like, I like this song by Tina Turner. <laughs> this what love got to do with it. You just need children. <laughs> but that's true because uh, it's seen as like this um, contractual thing. It's, it has right, seen isn't as that, like, isn't uh, it? I always thought that was such a strange phenomenon that I grew up with. Because I remember like I would try to explain to my mother and I'd be like, I know she's not going to get it, but why do I know she's not going to get it? And it's like, because you're like, well, do you love them? And they're like, why is this question relevant? <laughs> they don't understand they don't. the relevance of the question. And to a certain degree, I get what they're saying because, okay, so these people that are, they, you get an arranged marriage and you start popping out kids, right? Yeah. But you're getting arranged marriage at a very young age. And now... You, well, you how, live, how young in your culture? I'm saying let's go average, just like in decent modern times, let's say at the age of tw- 21 to 25, these people. Are okay, that's not that. That's not that that's old. Not, I'm just saying let's go median. Let's just go median. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it yeah. used to be like 16. Oh, my grandma got married at 16. Yeah, yeah 16, 17. Yeah. My, my aunt got married at 16. Yeah. And her husband mm-hmm. was like 44. Damn. Yeah. And that was like, and the father was like, this is perfectly okay. My maternal grandfather had <laughs> two wives. Dude. My maternal great grandfather had two wives, and his. This, they, so it's my like, mom had two moms. Le, my my grandfather had two moms. Uh, here's the deal: my great grandfather had married this woman, mm-hmm. had like three kids with her, right? right? And then was like, "I'm over her. I want this wife." Oh. And was just like, "I want a new. I want a and new." That's wife. allowed in uh, in Muslim and Albanian. Well, people, not right? really anymore. Now, not we, anymore. But back like even my my mo- in the good old days. <laughs> My aunt was telling me the story about it, and she was like, yeah. Jalen Googling, like, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And she was like, um, you know, they did crazy things. And I was like, oh, so you do see this as crazy. She's like, yeah, they were crazy. They were stupid. She's like, they were stupid. And it was basically, he was like, he got, he had this wife. He had three kids. Then, I like, something happened. He saw his new wife, and she was like, I want her. And so he... Went and married her, and then the Came first like R. Kelly, cause I'm a flirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like take her out of class. You're getting married. <laughs> what class? 
They stopped going to school after eighth True. grade. So my grandparents, my mom's... Uh, well, wait, let me finish okay, telling you the story. Yeah, yeah. So then the first wife was like, I don't care if you want to get another wife. Just don't make me leave. And he was uh, like, he was like, okay. And then she was like an angel and she helped raise his new kids with this new wife. Aw, she's such and, a sweet lady. <laughs> yeah, and my grandfather was like, I loved her. She would carry us everywhere. She took us everywhere. So he had like this other mom. Listen, either your great-grandfather had a weak dick game or he had a really good dick game. I don't know which one it is because he's like, listen, just let me stay. <laughs> that was pretty much it. So then this is the, this, the fucked upness continues. It shows you how they think about women or how they did think about mm. women. So he married, uh, I think, his daughter from the first wife to a guy right mm. and then that that daughter ended up dying but the guy they had some kids right mm. and so he goes to one of his daughters from the second wife well now you go marry that guy because you'll be like an aunt and a mother to those kids oh oof. and she was just like okay and i was like this is like the opposite of hitler's program this is <laughs> whatever is the opposite of eugenics i don't know this is like making the worst human being <laughs> yeah it was that and i was talking and i was talking to my grandmother about this because i was like what's her name? she was like they were crazy can you believe that you got to send a woman that he's, she was like, that is awful. And I was like, wow, my grandma's pretty progressive. But again, like to your, to your point, like, because marriage was about uh, climbing a social ladder. It was not about love. No, we don't have a social ladder. Everybody but was no, the same. Like, it's, it's about like survival. It's like you marry a guy and right. like, he'll take care of you. It's not about love. And that idea, ideology has followed them over here. Right. And they still follow that. But yeah, but you're not an Albanian. You're not a Pakistan. Like it's not. Right. And it's not, it's not. It's not even like, see, it's not about like social ladder. Because when people hear that, like if Americans listening to this. Socioeconomic ladder. No, but they hear that like, you like what we see here, which we do see here, where yeah. people don't marry for love here, okay? Right. You see a 30-year-old woman with like a 50-something. It was on Twitter yesterday. What? What was on some, Twitter? Some really young girl is marrying like an 89-year-old man, and she's very outwardly said, I'm marrying this for his money. Mm -hmm. And she deleted everything because people were like, yo, this is, this is elder abuse. And... She's still marrying him, but she deleted her Twitter and everything. But like, they still... He's very... She's like 21, and he's 89. But he knows what he's doing. No, he has no mental... He, he oh. He's living in a group home. Oh. And she worked there, and she was like... Oh, was well, a that's, predator. that's not... That's wrong. Ooh. That's not but, what I'm talking about. I mean... I'm talking about like 30-something-year-old women who you see, you see them with a guy who's like in his mid-50s, mm. early 60s, and in New York City, and they're like, well, I want to live in a nice neighborhood. And I'm like... That's like the saddest thing to me. I'm like the one thing that we have that's like really precious in this life is who we love and who we like really spend our time with. Yeah. So there is no, nothing you could give me that's ever going to equal the freedom to really choose that. And I mean freedom from concern for money or economic status mm. and also freedom from concern about who my parents want right. and freedom from concern that I want to procreate with the right kind of person. Like all of that shit. Like, none of that, like, and by right kind of person, I mean right for the culture or whatever. Right. Like, there is whoever no... Whoever fits your lifestyle, really. Like, whoever fits your wants and your lifestyle. But and, but the, the idea, just, just, like, how personal and I think absolutely precious this one thing is that we have, mm -hmm. that you could think to sell it for anything. Because you are selling it, by the way. Like, when people do it in the culture where they marry somebody right. yeah. that their parents want them to marry, you're selling this thing. It's a trade-off, yeah. It's a trade -off. You're selling it for their approval and the and the security Prosperity, that comes in. Prosperity, whatever, yeah. All of it. And I look at that and I go, there's nothing in the world that could ever balance the scales of what this choice like means. Like, there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing, nothing. nothing in the world. But, nothing. But to, 
to counter, not to counter, but like, so. And my grandparents married for love. That's the other thing. So my grandfather, who say. had my the, my grandfather, who had the uh, my who had the two wives. He married his first marriage was a love marriage, which in those times was not something that was very, um, I guess uh, common, common or even like approved. This is very disapproved, you know, frowned upon. And uh, but he married he had a love marriage. But uh, after figuring out a couple of, like after a couple of years of marriage, I want to say they figured out that she couldn't have kids. Mm. And they were okay with it, but then she really wanted kids. Okay. And so she, it's in Pakistan, you're allowed to have, I think, up to three wives at one time. I think you're supposed to have up to four, isn't it? You're, I think, according but legally, to the I, according to Quran, but I think legally you can only have three up to one. Oh, time. well, way to go to break the religious we're law. Progr- we're very progressive. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she encouraged him. She encouraged, like, I want kids. Oh, so wow. She encouraged him. And then they they grew up like best friends. Like they were. My grandfather passed, but when I was really young, and then like I only saw them. Yo, they, you know, they were scissoring. Don't even try. I this. probably, probably. <laughs> they were like, "Who somebody. needs a man? We know each other better." Grandma, I love you. She's dead. <laughs> and you yeah, know what? But that's a different kind of story. But. At the same time, the the one he married, who later to have kids with, she was a lot younger, and she wasn't keen with it. The idea of first, but like you know, inserting yourself into a family already, right? But then her economic situation was not great, so she got freaky. She got freaky. Yo, that, that, listen, that's like a pan relationship in Brooklyn, right exactly. there. Exactly. Your so grandparents my, are just way ahead of the my curve. My grandparents were hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> They're polyamorous as shit. Yo, <laughs> that was polyamory at its finest. Exactly. And my, then when uh, your grandpa died, by the they way, became my, uh, lesbians. My grandfather's I mean, name is Skyler. My grandfather's am- my grandma's amethyst, and uh, <laughs> my other grandma is uh, also Skyler. So I Ceylon. <laughs> Ceylon. Ceylon. <laughs> it's the you were drinking turmeric i don't know <laughs> but and you know what's funny is the woman he married like the love the, love, the as we call her uh big grandma big grandma was tall and little grandma was little so like legitimately like they, it was such a weird coupling like it was, that's hilarious it's so it was the fun and when i as, and how tall was your grandfather was he tall in between <laughs> he was like this is what i like <laughs> they did like a circus balancing so act, did he probably. continue sleeping with your first grandma even after marrying the second, we didn't grandma? talk about that one. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be I interested know. to know. I'd be interested. I wonder if they ever had a three-way party. You know mm. what? They probably did a lot of freaky. <laughs> they had nine kids. What do you think? They you can't be having straight missionary after the second one. They're probably doing a lot of like, you know, like they're probably doing what I was doing in WeWork. You know, like taking them there and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's see, but and then and that's the thing. Like you know, my my grandfather not the one who not my great-grandfather who had the two wives although i mm-hmm. guess for him they were both love marriages and that's the thing it's uh, the men can marry for love and then the women just sort of like i guess i have to go with this <laughs> but my grandmother who married my grandfather at, you know my maternal grandmother she really did love her husband like they she was like i think 15 when they met it's so crazy that they're like well i guess i gotta do it because they're like We've already cooked all the food. You gotta marry the guy. <laughs> like, we're mean? not gonna uncook all the food now. <laughs> like, you're gonna embarrass us. <laughs> That's kind of it. Yeah. You know, and my this is the, my mother would be like, she, when she would try to talk to me about like marrying an Albanian guy, I was mm. like, how do you want that to happen? I can't like actually date them and get to know them. And she goes, what are you talking about? Of course you can date. You go out, you have coffee, you get engaged. I was like, what are you talking? And I said to her, and, it's even and then oh, this-, this is your mom's idea of a good date. <laughs> But that, my mother was like, this is so progressive. 
You... I went on a really good day today. Leonardo, she, he took me out. We had coffee, and then he proposed on the spot. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's entrapment. But but the other the part that you're missing is like okay when people when people in my culture would go out and go on a date like they would go like have coffee. There's a chaperone there. Oh no, I saw Rami. Yeah. <laughs> How how are you supposed to know somebody when like your aunt is there? You you know. It, and then here's the weird part: the chaperone, they chaperone, and then like, what do you think wrong went wrong with the date when nothing happens? Like, I don't know the fact that we were chaperone. Yeah. And really, be ourselves. And, and that that was my mother's idea of of course you can date. I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm going black. So. <laughs> I was like, that's it. No negotiations. I, I, I scare my mom with that all the time. Like, I'll be like, listen, if you keep talking all this shit, I'm going to marry someone's Jamaican nanny. I swear to fucking God. I swear to God. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, why? I, I told she's you. like, I know why you are the Jamaican lady. You like smoking weed. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> but now it's a good idea. You know what? I'm just starting to look like a good idea. Yo. <laughs> My mother... I've always wanted to learn how to run faster. I don't my know. My mother was, like, gung-ho. Okay, mm. so I wasn't even allowed to, like, obviously even talk to a guy, mm. right? And then I went to college. And even in college, like, my first year, I was like, no, I'm going to be a good girl, right? Mm. And then when I realized that they weren't ever going to, like, be like, oh, it's okay for you to date. Like, I was like, okay, like, maybe when I'm 18, 19, 20. And then when that wasn't coming, I was like, fuck this right mm. like i'm not gonna go down this road with you yeah but they had it like oh it's gotta be albanian and then like when i started turning like 25 and my mother saw shit wasn't happening she was like you know he could be like a white guy <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know that's the first shoot that's the first that's one. the like, first the wide, thing the wide, and then yeah. she was like anybody <laughs> <laughs> is anybody out there <laughs> Just, just somebody. Your mom just holding a candle and like walking empty hallways, like anybody. Yeah, she started talking to me about like grandkids. A, like a lonely crypt keeper, like just walking. I was like, if you want great, you know, it's too late. I, mm. I'm kind of like, it's too late for you to say anything that's going to affect anything in a positive direction over here, mm. because you already fucked up. Yeah. So I got it from here, you know. And well, you did. You, you I did. You figured it out. I Look figured at this setup. This is amazing. <laughs> I figured out something that, again, works for my own heart and is like, hey, I know I'm making this decision on the basis of the reality of what's true. Right. Right. So and trust me, it's a I know it's true because if it wasn't, there's no way I'm picking this route where I got to get excommunicated from the whole fucking community. Listen, it's, you know, my mom has said things that I'm like, hey, she'll. She is very, very progressive as compared to, like, a lot of other brown moms. And she's very understanding. It kind of broke them, to be honest. Like, they tried with me, and, like, I, I was probably the most stubborn kid alive. Um, you need to be that way with them because be they're so stubborn. Yeah. Um, they If you if you aren't, they will literally... They will steamroll you. They, they will, will steamroll steam you. Steam roll, yeah. They will steamroll you. And you'll you. wake up at 30 and regretting somebody else's decisions. Exactly. Yeah. You will wake up at 30 with kids married to somebody who is now fat because they never wanted to marry you either. I mean, we don't know why you're fat, but that... that. Oh, I don't want to get married. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> they will... No, but this happens to women in my culture all the time where they're very attractive before marriage. Then they get married in this lifestyle that they don't want to be in. Oh, I know. Albanian women are fucking mint. Oh, my God. Uh, they, did you ever see them after marriage? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. They fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> so what does they that tell like you? They, <laughs> they look like they pop out all the kids at once. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then they stay that way. They have kids buffing 
FaceTime. I don't understand. Like, this one, that one, that one, let's go. Yalla. Like, <laughs> yo, the funniest thing is like, they, they're probably one of the most intuitive women's, women ever because they are not allowed to speak to outside society if they're with their man. Mm, like I've seen right. it happen where like, so they have to like communicate with the outside world purely through body language. <laughs> and it's like watching a spy in action. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, like I, I used to work in a catering hall. I told you this and like, they would not let me speak to their wives or their girlfriends or whatever. Like if I was taking their dinner order, I wasn't allowed to grow. Like if you lean, like if I'm, if this is a person, right? And that's the other person. I'd be wow. like, hi, sir. Have, you know, whatever. And then as I would go to lean in, he would push her away. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk to me. Talk to me. Whoa, that's next level. It, that, Staten Island Albanians are next level. That's what I was like, going to say. Because that's why that's I feel not, secure in a Dunkin' Donuts. They will protect their own. <laughs> that, that is, um, that's really extreme. Yeah. It, it, I didn't grow up with that level. And not even that. She I just knew, grew up in a closet with my shaved head. Yeah. <laughs> They kept you like We're a, not that extreme. That's fucking you, extreme. They kept you like the boy with the striped pajamas. <laughs> I was the boy with You're the striped communicating through letters under the door. <laughs> but yeah, somebody. and it was ju- it was weird for me to see that and then it was also very um it it was very uh not I wouldn't say like backwards, but it was like it, was, it is backwards. I mean, I, I don't want to say uh backwards because like it, I mean, my culture has a lot of backwards things, but it was definitely a different kind of backwards to experience. You get what I mean? Like, we're backwards in a different way, but that was backwards in a whole different way. And I was like, damn. I I had, um, I have one relative. I don't, she's like a third aunt or something mm-hmm. who is married to this guy who is so, like, jealous. Mm. Like, he doesn't want anybody even around his wife. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Okay. now you'll be like, oh, maybe his wife's really hot. I, no, she looks like, you know, like, I don't know, like those little, you, you ever watch uh, um, Jimmy Neutron? Yeah. Do you remember, remember the fat little redheaded kid with the fro? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. her. Carl, yeah. That's her, <laughs> except her fro is black. Okay? So so that's where you know it's like a, it's like, oh, no. it's a mental illness. That you, I was like, first of all, nobody's looking at your it's wife. It's about control, yeah. It was about control. And now he was, so, he was like, <laughs> But here's the thing. If shit goes to hell, right, and we're back in the apocalypse, this is the guy who's going to help you survive because he hunts and he fishes and he knows how to do all that. The alpha male argument, right. I mean, okay, but this is a toxic alpha male because you got... No, I was actually watching a Joe Rogan episode about this before I came here. I think you have toxic alpha males, like it's real toxic toxic masculinity. Mm, Yeah. And then there's like alpha males who realize that like I don't need to beat up my wife because she's a woman you right know? like that's like a but so he was so obsessively like uh, like we called it menazi which means black mind when mm. your mind just thinks the worst things right yeah that like she has like bags under her eyes that are black from the stress of living with this man he would get he would come home at like 3am from work or whatever and he would expect a hot dinner she'd have to be up yeah, my my dad's nuts, but not like that. My dad is more like mental shit. Like, he, but he's this never is an extreme mom, case. Like, like, this yeah. is such an extreme case that like even like the men, even my dad was like, "Wow, that's bad." Yeah, and that like, means that, so, that's what I'm saying. Like that wow. means that my dad would be like, that's "Even my dad was like, wow, wow, that's bad." Yeah, and you know, like the stories about my dad. Like that's like for my dad to say that's bad about a, ma- a way a man treats a woman. Like, I mean, I do this as a joke, but it's very true. My dad told me during the pandemic that he hates music. 
What the fuck? What do you do? Like, you, know what I'm you hate all of it? Who all hates it? music? It's all such a it. weird concept. Exactly. You There's can't... something wrong with you if you hate That's music. That's like someone coming out and be like, I hate colors. Like, what? what? <laughs> all of them? Every single one? Yeah, I hate all. Like, I don't, and that's the person that raised me. Like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> now, are your and parents even, still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, it's what I wanted to bring to, like, you said, like, your love and that that uh, that part is very important that, that you know, um, that love feeling, that wanting feeling, like that, that fam, that familial feeling you have for like a partner is very important to you. That, the, and the you wouldn't idea trade that, it for anything else. But right. But what I'm, that, what wait, I'm really saying quick, is, on that note, my parents didn't have that, but I think they have a better marriage and a lot of love marriages that I know because I think that arranged marriage is not the best way to go. But I think it definitely breeds a certain amount of. Uh, a certain reality that you can cope with. Like, they, they may not love each other. Like, they're not in love with each other all the time. But there's a level of obligation, trust, and 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 <clears throat> duty to each other that I don't see with a lot of other love marriage couples. Like, well, he didn't take care of my needs or she didn't take care of my needs, so right. fuck you. Right. But my parents, like, no matter what happens, like, we're in this together, though. Like, we have to come out of this together. And I think that that is... That's what's missing with a lot, like, because we live in a me first culture now. Right. So it's. But I that's the problem missing. with the culture. That's not a problem with the love but, marriage. But I. But that's the arranged marriage is coming from the my like the other culture. So I'm right. saying it's kind of uh, right. But my grandmother the had the love is, marriage, and they had that. We're in it together, no matter but, what. Uh, I'm telling you, like her parents came from like she. They were uh, my mom's parents are Brooklyn couple. So you uh, know, it's so weird that yeah. how the cycle. It, it, yeah. I don't know. I think for me, it's like. It's just such a personal choice. It's sort of like the choice of like, what are you going to do with your life? Why do you think I haven't given into arranged marriage? My mom's like been like, wouldn't you just get like a decent job with getting your arranged marriage? I'm like, I do want to have kids and shit, but like, I'm not going to just do it with anybody. Like, why? Yeah. I mean, that's, don't, don't give in. That's fucking. No, I didn't. I'm about to hit 30 in December 24th, guys. <laughs> yeah, but you're a dude. It's a little different. Not entirely. I, I think also like, uh. I want I like I want to be involved in like my I don't want to be just a dad like yeah come on right right I want to be a good dad so right. I I that part is like I want to spend time with my kids like I want to I want to be like my dad was <laughs> we didn't do like the catch and all that shit you oh, know no. like he came although he was. He was here. We were in Pakistan, first of all. Like, imagine your dad hating you so much. Like, here's a flight ticket. Get the fuck out. Oh, shit. Imagine dude. they send you back to Albania. <laughs> that would have been horrible. Like, I thought we were going to Brewster. What the fuck happened? <laughs> this isn't Brewster. It's like, we want a good school system. The cows have jobs, not neck tattoos. What is this? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I don't think that that whole, um, okay, so with the arranged marriages, all you have is this commitment no matter what. Right. Right. That is also bad. It's the other deep end. But like, it's yeah. not even all of them. Like there's there's a guy who was in arranged marriage who like had his uh, he wanted he he was a very successful. Like, I think he was Pakistani. Mm. Um, his family owned a bunch of real estate. This was just a few years ago. And he had his uh, arranged wife killed because. He oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's an Indian guy. It's an Indian, Indian guy. guy. Yeah, Indian guy. Yeah. And uh, he was like a. Very well-known surgeon or something, too. No, this was a this was a different guy. This was a Pakistani guy. Oh. And he was a real estate... Like, his family owned a lot of real estate. Listen, very wealthy. Some people say, till death do us part. And they and mean, till death do us part. He, ha he was having an affair, and he was in love with somebody else. And mm -hmm. he... You know, his family wouldn't let him get a divorce, so... Right, but that's cultural, like... That's, like, a cultural pressure to be like, no, we have to maintain an image. Right, but that's... Right. I mean, it... it what th there was no commitment there, right? And I know plenty of these like. But arranged I feel like that also comes with like a lot of like money. 
money is also plays a factor because if he has a lot of money to lose, then he'll be like, nah, I'm not losing to this bitch. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, Whereas my parents are broke as shit. So they're like, we just have each other and this commitment <laughs> we made <laughs> promises will keep us healthy. Like, no, they won't. Dude, we gotta. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that, I think you're right about like this culture that's a little like, oh, you didn't meet my, it's like they're very quick to get rid of someone. Dude, you can't be in love with anything all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. this Hollywood falsification of like, and they lived happily ever after. No, the fuck they didn't. <laughs> Nobody lives happily ever how, after. Look at how fervently Jalen is shaking his Pe- head. L- people, look at how strong he's like, no, you don't love anything all hey, the time. Hey, you're a realist who's marrying another realist. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to your love story. <laughs> no, no I, I'm with you on that. It's like, no. Realists don't say I love you like I want to procreate with you. I also <laughs> want to procreate with you and that's how you but you know it's it's compromisingly ever after it's not happily ever after it never is it never should be because you're not changing as people if you're always just okay with the same shit all the time right right no i i agree with and you. now people live longer so fuck the commitment's longer like you live up to 90 80 now but you know, after 60 or 70, like, who wants to fuck you? Yeah, start you swinging. <laughs> you, know, you, you can't just you figure some shit out. <laughs> Sex drives go down. Uh, Florida would uh, argue with that. <laughs> that well, There's a whole senior home of people who have chlamydia. Like, yeah, in know, Florida. I've oh, seen it yeah. a couple of times. Like, really? Yeah, because they get busy. and they they, Listen, nothing makes ho- people hornier than death. I promise you. When you when you feel your mortality, you're like, yo, I gotta fuck something, or I gotta fight something, <laughs> one or the other. This is Luckily for old people, they're not in any shape to fight or fuck, but they're doing it. I don't know. <laughs> How well, do you even know if you have herpes as an old person? Doesn't it take time to find it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, is it is it or is it just my wrinkly skin? <laughs> is it cancer or herpes? I don't can't tell. <laughs> Yeah, right. Their first thought would be, "Is it's cancer?" Like, shit, it's back again. (laughs) (laughs) What were you gonna say? You were gonna ask us a question, Jalen? No, no. I was just saying it's New York, so the sirens are outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, welcome. I mean, I I get what you're saying. That's how you know our tax dollars are working. That's here. But here's here's something that I see that happens in those sort of like arranged or we just made a commitment we're gonna do that. Mm -hmm. The like dad will get so heavily invested in whatever his career is or like his friends, like anything outside of the home to give him some sort of pleasure. And the mother gets like this kind of like unhealthy sort of dependency and attachment to her children. Right. That's like my kids give me they meaning. Don't have, they don't and have my any kids outside. Are my, yeah, and my kids are my life. And then, yeah. and that's smothering. It's unhealthy. It's very it's unhealthy. Very unhealthy. Like my dad at this age doesn't have any friends. And I'm like, oh, he's a loser. Like he's just very antisocial and like just... They didn't maintain. Well, he doesn't friendship. like music, so exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that your dad doesn't. But that's have what I mean. Like you, what, I, it, they were talking about this on the other episode I watched like, before too. Like um, the number one killer for old men, especially old immigrant men, is loneliness. Yeah, they get lonely. They depend on their families, and the families they go, go off and live their own lives. Right. And the wife dies eventually. Then at seventy, you're a lonely, bitter fuck. Right. Because mm-hmm. you didn't maintain any friendships, and, and you, you had know. this very antisocial attitude. Exactly. really is what it is it's like i'm the man <clears throat> and that's it's either that, very bristling yeah. or they become too involved in the family's life like they just become i hate to say it but a burden on the family they're constantly grand, grandpa's always home like mm-hmm. no matter uh, what and then it's like oh shit like and then a person just rotting away in your living room you know what i right, mean like, right 
It's just a cadaver who watches CNN 24 hours a day. You're like, fuck. So I, that's something that I, I think... Or Fox News. It depends on what kind of grandpa you got. To be fair, they, my parents don't watch anything but Packy News. I'm like, you know we're in America, right? <laughs> They're like, yes, but... <laughs> Sometimes I trick them into watching Fareed Zakari. I'm like, no, no, it's Packy News. No worry. <laughs> <laughs> well... And that's 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 the drawback of the arranged marriage thing. Where like you don't maintain any sort of outside relationship. You're not taught to maintain any outside. Well, yeah, because you know you you've made the culture the primary. Exactly the crutch, your social yeah, crutch. That's and then, your primary factor, and it's just like I don't know. I mean, I I don't think it's healthy. No, hundred percent not. And if your parents are out there and they're first gen, you're a first generation immigrant. Make them a Facebook. Just get them <laughs> in any group. I don't care if you make them join the KKK. Friends are important. <laughs> Friends are very important. Yeah, your Pakistani parents are going to join the KKK. They're, they're very nice people. They have some interesting things to say about the Jews. <laughs> well, I have some opinions, too. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be like, it's very much like what we hear in Pakistan. <laughs> they, they don't let us in, but we cheer them on from the outside. We cheer them on from the outside. <laughs> they said that we can come in, but we can't take the hood off no matter what. We can't let anybody know. It's Clayton Bigsby all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just, or they would be like Clayton Hussein Bigsby. <laughs> that would be funny. Clayton Babu. Clayton Babu. <laughs> so we were supposed to talk about something completely different. Yeah, now. we were. What, what, were we, what were we supposed to talk about? We were supposed to. Oh, we were supposed to talk about Bill Burr's monologue. Yeah, we have time. Yeah, we have time. Let's talk yeah. about Bill Burr's monologue. Yeah. Because that shit's. So Bill Burr did a monologue. It was probably one of the. Uh, more funny monologues we've had on SNL in a while. You may be a forward-thinking person or live in today's society. There used to be a, an historic show called Saturday Night Live. It <laughs> <laughs> used to do comedy at a certain... Used point. to do breaking-edge comedy. Breaking-edge comedy. Really funny really stuff. Really pushing then, the boundary. Uh, yeah, and then Andy Moon died. <laughs> Who's that? And, uh, uh, the uh, Man on the Moon. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. wait. What did you say his name was? Andy Moon. Well, what was his no, 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 no. Uh, that, didn't he change his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Andy... Uh, Andy Kaufman. And Andy, that's why I didn't recognize Andy him. Kaufman, but right. he changed his name to Moon, didn't he? Or right. He, he. Well, he did a lot of crazy shit. Like, he would wrestle women at the WWE. Yeah, that, <laughs> he, he was insane. Undefeated. So funny. Uh, one of his greatest pranks was in the middle of his sketch, he filmed static, like the static screen. <laughs> and people's TV screens like would just go out at that time. So collectively as a nation, like he filmed that and they aired the sketch and people walked up to their TV sets as a nation and went like we're padding like why is this city thing not working? And it was part of the sketch. Like, That's was, hilarious. He like was that and now now Genius do, comedy. Now now they do things like Donald Trump and Joe Biden. What are these old kooks gonna get up to? I hope they don't poop themselves. Like it's yeah. just oh. crazy under underwritten bullshit. It is but Bill no, Burr and they on. do things like make sure you use the right pronouns for my fish. It's yeah. like oh my God. It's honestly so fucking they've extreme. They've become a political mouthpiece. It doesn't. Well, they've become a political mouthpiece of a very particular demographic, and it's right. the far left. Like, right. as far as you can get into what is politically safe to say. Which, yeah, the minute you start going into what is politically safe to say, comedy's dead. Not even that. Like, television is is dead because you're worrying about the message more than you're worrying about the content. Right. And also, like... Which is not Saturday your job for everything. It wasn't just cutting edge comedy, right? It wasn't just cutting edge comedy. It was also like, it was it wasn't safe. 
It was like Saturday Night Live was like, oh, the kids better be in bed because we're it, about to watch. That's some crazy why it was shit. on at eleven thirty at night. Exactly, and live, and late at night. And now it's like you might as well watch it during the daytime with your kids. Yeah, which is when they do because with they with all the uh, they don't nobody watches stuff when it airs anymore. They watch it the next day on like YouTube on, and shit, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, said, for, I said on YouTube's on the YouTube's, on the YouTube's channel YouTube's, with the Facebooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Facebook is uh, that. So I'm in this group uh, in it's called Staten Island Neighbors. And we just, like, during the pandemic, people didn't have a way to communicate what's going on in their neighborhoods. Right. And so that was a group that, like, people oh, would go God. and, like, oh, there's a blah, blah on, you know, Island Boulevard, whatever, just to communicate. And uh, in the group, when the when the monologue aired, it was so funny because, like, it's not like Bill Burr's attempt to, like, reclaim Saturday Night Live in the narrative for the right but the way you people were reacting, it was so funny. They're like, Wait, what people people were reacting in the group? In the group. Well, and they're like, like, Bill Burr, he's the man, Trump 2020. I'm like, I don't think I think you missed the point yeah. of the monologue completely. Because like I don't think it was supposed I think his whole approach was stop being so political. That is what his approach I didn't It get, wasn't that I'm with this side or that side. It was like, can you just shut the fuck up about politics for one second? But also his message wasn't that Unleft, like it wasn't that right. And just to just to give you some context, it was a lot of white people who were getting really riled up in the comments because Always. he had, and especially white women. <laughs> Be, well, but he went to town on white women. He was tame on white women. You should see the special that he filmed, or if you saw him live and do that same exact joke, uh, it, it's it was very tame for Saturday Night Live. Very, I'm very sure he tame. tamed yeah. it down, but he he was very funny. He did, he said a whole thing about like. You know, with the you don't talk about certain things with the grandparents. You're like, just bake the cookies, dude. Everyone's parents are grand. Everyone's grandparents are like racist to a certain point because they're all old. Like they're all old people and they grew up in a different time. Doesn't but, matter if they're Albanian, Paki, okay, whatever. But that's not allowed anymore. Don't you understand? Right. That's not. It's not allowed for things to have been different. What? Are you kidding? There's it's, no redemption anymore. Exactly. There's no, there's no room for. And it's so weird because. The left acts so smug because, like, we've been right the whole time. And it's like, morally okay. Morally superior. It, morally yeah. superior. Or they always want to have the moral high ground. But it's like, you're not. See, here's how I see it. The left just wants to be right all the time. And the right just wants to be left alone. And yeah. there's no conversation happening in right. between that. And it's like... Well, the right... See, this is the thing about the left. I feel like they're very fucking vindictive. Like, they're very right. angry about the fact that their dad never respected... It's a moral crusade. Like it's some, a moral crusade. Some yeah. fucking crazy idea they had when they were a teenager. Dude, we, they unearthed tweets and texts and things from, like, years ago. People... I'm not saying people haven't said things that are, you know, uh, incorrigible or hateful or, or, you know, whatever. But... You got to give people room to grow. But they don't want that. You don't understand. They want, if you have ever taken a misstep, they want to burn you exactly. at the stake. This and the pu- reason for it. You have it, to be pure. The reason for it isn't even about the fact that you said something. It's about, I'm so angry about something that I can't even actually identify what I'm angry about because mm-hmm. it's so personal and I can't right. actually resolve that. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to displace it on something that has really so far away and is safer Right. And then this way, it also gives us control, because if we burn people at the stake for something they did years ago. Right. Now, everybody's going to be terrified and everybody's going to be dancing on tiptoes. They are toddlers throwing a temper tantrum. That's what's happening. Exactly. And this I got to say, I thought the most impressive hijacking was the 9-11 plane. (laughs) 
white women hijacking the the social justice wound. Oh Jesus Christ! He's right. Generals should study this. They should really because it's so seamless how they they use they've like you know woven themselves into the fabric of this conversation. Because he's right. You were standing when Emmett Till happened. Where the fuck were you? Yeah. Where the fuck were you when Emmett Till happened? They were the Where the fuck were you when Trayvon Martin happened? Where the fuck were you when... Forget, let's not even go that far and let's not even go that deep. Where are you when you see black culture getting hijacked all the time? All the time. Literally everything that we produce in music, in film, in everything, fashion, it's inspired by a lot of black artists, a lot of black people, and you never see them get credit for that. TikTok thing happened with the girls stealing the dance. Remember Which that? You know what I'm talking what was, about? What you know this? what I'm talking about? Uh, there was a dance that a black girl made up, and then a white woman hijacked it, and then it went viral. And, and like, then they brought her to, to that, some game, and she did it. Was it the Ellen Show? Ellen Show, and at a basketball game or something, like at some live event before the shutdown happened. She went and did it, and she was claiming it as her own, by the way, until people called her out, like, no, this girl invented it. Wow. And then she did do it. See, but that's but some wait, wait, wait. shady fucking but shit, it is, man. But here's where the redemption thing comes in. She realized she had fucked up. She had the girl on her TikTok and was like, no, this is her dance, and I fucked up. Okay. And that's, that's what you need. Mistakes will always fucking happen. But well, when you tell yeah. people, when you stop letting people out themselves, like racists and Nazis, right. and they're always on the alert, you'll never find them, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Let these people out themselves. Don't get, don't make them smarter. <laughs> Dude, because they've gone underground now. Exa- and you know what well, else? Well, you know what? I think a lot of them have gone into the left movement. And I'm letting uh, white people and white women know, uh, don't argue with a minority when they tell you something's not racist. Or if it is racist. Because we know racism. We're the ones who experience it. Mm. And don't come in and hijack a feeling, you fucking vultures. <laughs> I know. the, the woman, This is the anti-white the woman, woman the podcast. The woman who clutches her purse when a colored person walks by is not that racist. But the person who looks you in the face and smilingly says, you don't fit, you don't fit our demographic, that's the fucking racist. Yeah. That's the guy who probably contributes to Nazi groups. You think Gavin McInnes was walking around with the Proud Boy flag his whole life? No, <laughs> no, he just got into it because you got into his face and you made him feel threatened. And now he's probably like, well, I'm going to counter. I'm going to counter. And right, you, when you do, right. like, real racists are not out loud and proud. Nazis don't walk the streets with the Nazi patch on their shoulder right. all the time. Maybe a few dumb ones. But the real ones are always hiding in the shadows because they, that's where they can actually exercise their racism and have full reign. And when you do that, when you when you try to point, when you try to make a wolf, wolf, uh, whatever the wolf in sheep's clothing with everybody, yeah. then everyone starts to seem like a wolf, and you and then you're not the gonna, then you're not going to see the real wolf. The in system sheep fails, and yeah. you can't identify yeah. anybody. I agree with that. I mean, here the thing is that I I feel like there's a lot of racism on the left that they try to pretend isn't true. It's ignorant racism, like I was telling you before. It's no, it's not harmful. Like this, no, there's some harmful racism. I guess like, I, I get what like, you're saying. Like, right. the, I'm sorry, but like. Not to get political, but no, but it, like honestly, like everybody wants to like tout like, oh, Joe Biden because Trump's racist. And I'm like, have you looked at his actual like forget about, OK, maybe Trump. Somebody says some racist shit, right? You say racist shit. People say stupid inner city shit. kids can be just as smart as white kids. Ex- no, he said <laughs> poor kids can be just as smart as white kids. Right. OK, so right. poor to him was synonymous with black. I don't want my kids growing up in a racial jungle. OK, fine, fine. But when you actually start making policy mm. that has detrimental impacts right. to the point where you're like 
fucking beating the shit out of people through your policy, mm-hmm. that's the kind of racism that I fucking care about. Exactly. That's the kind of racism that I don't want in power. The shit with the Clintons, like you're gonna tell you think the Clintons aren't fucking racist when they go to Haiti and they fucking stole all their money? Are you kidding me? You're gonna tell like, anybody who comes from money and it doesn't have like a, you know, whatever the word is, bind or whatever, indi- but whatever, what is B- BIPOC, whatever the fuck it is. Oh yeah, know. black indigenous person of color. Right. If they're not that, <laughs> then they're automatically, they're automatically in that group. Like you're automatically uh, like, why is Mark Cuban not? <laughs> like, why don't we people go after Mark Cuban? Because he fits that demographic. Why don't people go after Elon Musk? Elon Musk is known as a little bit of a white supremacist. Why aren't people? Is why, he really? He's a, he's. He grew up during apartheid. His dad was uh, kind of for apartheid. Uh, South and then a, South his Africa. mom is like, yeah, you know. Yeah. He comes from that background, but he doesn't seem like the guy. He didn't like. He doesn't like his dad. Him and his dad. But that's what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let people stand on their individualism and judge them right. on their individual character. Well, that's what I feel like is problematic. Uh, about- what's his face? Anderson Cooper, Vanderbilt. Oh yeah, I know he's a Vanderbilt. His family he's basically seen- funded Staten Island's beginning. Did you know that? His family still owns land and everything, and his mom is probably some white bougie pearl wearing, pearl necklace wearing piece of shit. So. Uh, yeah, complete privilege. <laughs> he's also CIA. I don't know about that. Oh, he's 100 really, percent CIA. Yeah. You can see it. He's trained CIA. You know. Oh my! When my mom found out he's gay, my mom's heart broke. Oh my god! <laughs> oh please, it's probably the most. I, I'm like, mom, your gaydar's completely off. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. I I mean, he's too handsome to be straight. Like, it's just that's, that's actually true. He is. He looks like he's carved out of ice and magic. Like, I don't even. <laughs> Yo, he does. He looks like the ice guy from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Ice King. Yeah, Whatever. What was like his the, name? The ice, ice King. king? Yeah. yeah, the Night King. The Night the King. King. The, the Night King. King. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, that to cap it off, she's like, "Well, at least Don Lemon." I'm like, oh no, Don Lemon. No, no, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That lemon been squeezed. That lemon been squeezed. You know? Oh, Mom. And then she like she furiously started Googling Fareed Zakari. I'm like, no, no, he's straight. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, why does it even matter to you? But I'm like, I guess she has a crush on him. I don't know. <laughs> I told you she's got to get her kicks in somewhere. This marriage may be for commitment, I'm but her fantasies you, are whatever they are. My mom comes from a long descendant of very progressive polyamorous people. My mom, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. My but, mom should live in Brooklyn. I don't even know. <laughs> it's the thing. It's the thing of that you can't even hear what somebody's actually saying because you're listening for words to set off alarms. Because you're, yeah. you're trained like a Pavlonian dog. This is what I've seen yeah. from what I've witnessed with people when they when, when the news plays, they know which words to use to trigger. I for me the mind control that they've been doing for yeah. years you know so one of the things that pisses me off the most about everything that's happening now like cnn being like woke culture mm. i'm like you're of the same media group that has been vilifying black men for years yeah you have portrayed black men as violent you've portrayed them as thugs as drug dealers as like that's all you've shown Right, and then and that's all you've shown to your predominantly white culture, and then your white culture reacts by pearl clutching, right. and you go, oh, "What are you doing? You're racist!" And you're like, "You did that shit." But that's what I mean. No one actually wants to provide any solutions. The left just wants to be. It wants to have the moral high ground. All the well, time. they want power, and that's the other part that but people. Power don't... is the ultimate grab for both. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying but like... but this is important for people to understand because they think that the left is all about moral high ground and progressiveness and all this shit. No, and... not progressive. That's what I'm saying. Not. They just want to be. 
I told you so all the time. They want to be in your right. face like you were fucking wrong and look at you now. Because it gives them power. They're so it's smug. They want to be smug yes, all the time. That's, it's, it's, it's all for themselves what I'm saying. They're not doing it because they want a culture or a, a, a certain like, you know, group to advance. They want it so they could be like, look, I was right. I was always the pure one. Right. right? And then the right, the right is like, I don't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. <laughs> as long I'm... as you're rich and white, I don't give a shit about nobody. And it's kind of, it's getting to that point where... All right, so I uh, I saw the like BLM stuff go down in like Staten Island, and I gotta be honest, like probably one of the most peaceful ones ever, like in Staten Island, thing, in Staten because the protests happened, right? And that's where you have to remember this is where the Eric Garner incident happened. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's taken lightly, or that there aren't police tensions with the black community. There are, right. but at the same time, I think it was a concerted effort from both sides to to fight against that view. Mm. In a weird way, it was actually the perfect representation of what a protest should be like the people were protesting marching and everything and the cops weren't like get out of here pepper spray they were just regular crowd <laughs> get out of here pepper spray it was right. <laughs> yeah like because they were well, i think is, the cops I were very you. conscious of the eric garner thing like we don't want that happening right. again and i think the, the people eric in garner Staten thing Island, was fucked up it, oh yeah 100 percent. they that guy should not have he should not have even passed the test to be a cop but that's a whole other subject and whatever. And it, But was your BLM rally mostly white? Was it mostly mixed? Mixed, mixed, yeah. That's I think that's a crucial factor. But all less, these, like, lesser, lesser, like, I think the age group was different. It wasn't just a bunch of young kids. Like, it was people of all age ranges. Mm. So I think you, you had a more of a melting pot of opinion. Right. Rather than a melting pot of race, culture, or something. Like, the opinions are very, you know, like, people can't. Like, I've been arrested six times. What? I've been arrested six What'd times. What'd you do? A lot of the time for just bullshit. Well, he's, he was hanging out in the wrong part of town, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> what? It happens. Hanging out in the wrong part of town, doing the right things. You ever trade a dime for some pussy? That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not even a dime you find out. It shit's been packed tight. <laughs> yeah. When they've used to vacuum seal them, you remember mm-hmm. that? It's like, bro, I'm gonna smoke this right now. You gotta vacuum seal this. <laughs> Just hand it to me. Um, six times, uh, and. 50% of those interactions with cops have been very, you know, graceful and just, like, kind and everything. And 50% of them, like, they've been fucking scary. Like, because mm. they would slam into the ground, slam into the car. Mm. And I think... See, but this is a problem, I think. One, I'm not going to erase that there's a problem with, like, cops treating That's minorities particularly yeah, this way. Yeah. But I also think cops, these cops who do that, mm-hmm. they don't, for the most part, I think they don't give a shit what color you are. Because they're taking their authority. No, I, th- I think I think in in certain cases. So like, like with if you me, seem not, like a with poor, me, it's, I, I I I don't know. It's ambiguous because I'm not a black guy, so I don't think it's that level of you know uh, seriousness and yeah. endangerment. But it was that you're not white, white, mm. so they had something else to suspect. And I think it was more so it. A psychological testing needs to be more. I think fervent. I think you need to be more like on it because I remember like I when don't think the, they want to because the, I think they're afraid to pull that pull that thread because the whole system will topple. I think that's the problem. And I think I think that the cops like police exists. I'm not gonna. It's not entirely true that they exist just for the wealthy, but they will serve the wealthy more than they'll serve the poor. It, that's what my point was gonna be is. 
I think if people fail because, again, Americans are so, whether it's sports, politics, whatever, we're so inward and insular. We only focus on what's going on here. Mm. We fail to notice and notice the rest of the world. Brazil, they're using the police as a tool to enforce, you know, uh, enforce like security and whatever. In, in For poverty. the wealthy. For whatever his name is. Uh, it's not Erdogan. No, it's not Erdogan. What, what's a Brazilian? Uh, do, it's not. Is it Erdogan or is it, is it Duterte? No, he's a. The Brazilian president, because he was the only other person who was with Trump and said the virus is fake. Oh, the Brazilian president. The Brazilian president is very conservative. Uh, I don't forget his name. Fr- but he, yes, he's, he's been using right-wing. the police. Yes. He's been using the police as his personal, like, you know, secure, like his personal army. Why? In India, if you watch. To do what? To, to basically enforce nationalism and enforce, like, you know, uh, he's hierarchy. Pretty, he's pretty of, racist. He, that exactly what I'm saying. So, yeah. and then he's in actually, India, he's actually said some really horrible racist stuff. Yeah, in nationalism. What I'm saying, they're trying to enforce nationalism through cops. And if you look at India, Bo- Bols- Bolson- Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro, 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 right? Yeah, he he did that. And then India, Modi, Modi's Modi? very very nationalist, yes. very anti-Muslim. So he's right. been using the cops to enforce, like you know, basically killings. I would say. Wow. Right. Then you look at China and Hong Kong. Right. They're using the cops. So I don't think it's just a, a U.S. central issue when people are like, oh, you guys just love cops. Right, right. No, I think it's an issue of we've kept these old rich people in power. Right. And they've learned how to manipulate yep. these certain social systems. Yep. And the weird thing is you don't see cops in a rich neighborhood. They're usually interacting with the poor part of the population all the time because... That's where all the whatever the crime is. Meanwhile, it's always well, it's always a, it's always a rich widower who's whose seven husbands go missing. Yeah, very well, mysteriously. But it depends <laughs> what kind of crime you're talking about. But the daily day to day crime is happening in poor neighborhoods. Minor crimes because uh, like, because uh, crime is tied to economic position. Right, that's hundred. what I'm saying. So they try to spin it in the I sense mean, of race, though, but it's a, I, it's a it's an economic issue. Right, but and I mean the crime the crime that cops are going to be involved in because don't act like you know rich people aren't involved in crime, but their but crime again, is But again, a lot of these cops come from these poor neighborhoods yeah so they see it as a way to exert power finally yeah. uh, like if i i don't recommend shit on people's podcasts or whatever but uh watch the this document very short documentary called the seven five the seven five the seven five where it's is about, it on youtube it's on netflix it's about the most corrupt police precinct and the most corrupt police uh duo ever to exist in new york where they would work for a uh dominican cartel robbing other cartels wow so that's common Police yeah, but that was like back in like this is dating back from the seventies, yeah. like you know. And now cop force is a lot bigger, a lot richer, mm. they're a lot more powerful. So you're telling me that there's no room for corruption, right? Yeah. Come no, on, the, well, that's something. The conversation that needs to be had is never had. It's always just flick mud here and flick mud there, right? So I think what people well, are, it's just to get it's to keep people that aren't in power continually fighting each other, exactly. Right? And it's like these people who were calling for defunding. If the you police, keep the working man drinking, if you keep the working man eating and you keep the working man fighting he doesn't have time to think this is there we go you heard it from Farouk boys <laughs> it's that's how they do it in Pakistan it's very simple you keep the man hungry he's gonna want to work harder yeah. once he works harder he's tired yeah. when he's tired you he put the news on at 9 p.m. he's not gonna pay attention to the news yeah. he's gonna fall asleep at 9 p.m. and it's gonna hit his subconscious exactly and he's, he's gonna wake up at 6 a.m. pissed the fuck off at right. the wrong thing right there you and go. And then he's going to beat his That's wife. That's why the 24-hour news cycle is fucking horrible. Please end it. <laughs> They're not. It's not going anywhere. No, it's, it's not going anywhere until people stop watching it. I don't watch the news. I stop I don't, watching I, it. I'm not. Again, I don't dole out advice. Stop watching the news. 
start reading the news. It's a very big difference. It is a different experience. Also, what sources you take. Like, exactly. I, for one, trust Reddit r slash conspiracy for all my news information. The thing... Do you people, watch, like, Albanian news? No. No? No, I don't. I can't. They're, Albanian news is just a girl with big tits, like, talking to you. Like, that's it. I'm going to start watching Albanian <laughs> news. <laughs> that, that's Albanian news. <laughs> but I, I actually... Started going on Reddit conspiracy like when really hard. When I thought you started that Reddit. Go on. <laughs> I started going on it really hard when the pandemic hit, uh, and it became very political because they had they shut down the R slash the Donald, which was where everybody who supported Donald Trump went. Mm-hmm. Because and which is crazy that they shut that down. It's like he's not a white supremacist. Like I'm sorry, he's just not. Sorry, folks. He's a nationalist. He's not a supremacist. He is a, a nationalist, he's a nationalist, and I think nationalism and to a certain degree, to a certain degree, white nationalist. But I think it comes from a lot of rich people just white. So it's you know. I don't know. I you know, I I think I don't I don't have enough evidence to really see that with him. No, I think I have enough evidence in the sense like he likes protecting generational wealth because he comes from generational wealth. So that falls under the umbrella of rich white guys. You get what I mean? Yeah, but his, his it's not by policies, choice. It's by just demographic. If you're, if you're rich now, mm-hmm. regardless of what color you are, his tax policies work for you. Exactly. Like, you, you don't know? see Jay-Z and Beyonce exactly going against and Donald Trump. And a lot of people don't know about some of the policies he's passed. Meanwhile, Kanye is about to lose his tax-exempt status. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people going after Trump don't know about his policies where he's actually specifically... To be fair, he also doesn't know his policies, but go on. He specifically (laughs) did things for the black community that people don't know about. Like, he passed the First Step Act, which was a way to address the um, injustice in the prison system against black and minority Kim Kardashian was part of that. She she basically went to him, talked his ear, and he listened, which is a big deal. And he passed it, which, which undercut... A lot of the people who do this, like, prison for profit shit. Oh, yeah. Which is why a lot of presidents, even Obama, did not do that. Because they were in bed with people making all the money. It always comes down to money, folks. That's what it was. He um, had the historically black colleges. He signed a multi-year deal with them so they wouldn't have to keep coming back and begging for money. He's like, this is unfair to you. This is stuff that he's also done this this new deal recently, which I forgot what it's called. The Platinum Plan? I think it's a platform. I heard he did something plan. for HBCUs too. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah, the historically uh, black colleges right, that I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, okay, all right. Um, where he's investing money into poor that are predominantly black neighborhoods. Five hundred billion. To reinvigorate that this is this is what you need to do. You want to solve injustice and inequality, you need to put money back into the black communities. My one huge fucking bullshit pet peeve with the Black Lives Matter organization. Mm-hmm. All the money that was donated to them went to the DNC. So this was intentional. This wasn't an accident. They set it up and you had major corporations donating huge amounts so that they could look like they were contributing to black communities. Gotcha. But and it's, really, it's just a super, it was yeah. a loophole for them to be able to contribute massive amounts of money to the Democrats to do whatever their policy was gotcha. anyway. And I'm like, if you really cared about black people, you wouldn't want them to be poor. Just but, go give them the money directly. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, go to their the, houses and they're yeah. like, here's $10,000. Yeah, like, but know. this was so that they could make the appearance. That's also tax exempt, by the way. I don't know. Like just <laughs> giving someone money directly is very tax exempt. Ask my weed dealer. <laughs> so they, I, my, I, I've seen through. This is why I've left the Democratic Party because I've seen through their bullshit. When I'm like, oh, 
they don't want black people to have money. Right. They don't want them to have power because that's their huge a huge part of their base. I, I voted Obama first time. It was my first time. So did I. Too, right. Same, yeah. And then Obama bombed a village in Pakistan Lake 8 a.m. and then accepted the Nobel Peace Prize at 5 p.m. And I was like, oh. yeah, it's complete fucking bullshit. Oh, and you know when that happened? Complete fucking bullshit. When that happened? Like, yeah, what the fuck? Nobody yeah. wrote an article that it's time to end the Peace Prize. Yeah. But when no. they nominated Trump for pulling out of wars and mm. negotiating peace treaties in the Middle East, which peace is like, who's done that? That part is shady to me, but go on. That's yeah. Okay, fine, but I'm just. I'm not, I don't think the deal negotiated benefits America. That's all. But go on. I'm not saying that he deserves the peace prize or not. I'm pointing out the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of, right, of yeah. you literally have a man bombing villages, right? And they're like, yeah, give him the peace prize. And then you have a man who, on the face of it, from what we can see, is negotiating peace deals. And they're like, it's time to end the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm like, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I Trump, think the real war that's happening that people don't know Trump about. Trump is not the evil Nazi white supremacist people make him out to be. He is. He. He is still a clown. <laughs> he's still a fucking clown. He's a clown. Of course, he's a clown. Nobody. I also don't think that. I think the problem with Trump is, and this is a contrast between the two candidates, is you have one guy who's completely establishment Biden. Yep. And you have Trump, who's too anti-establishment. And I'll tell you the drawback between the two both, by the way. Uh, they will not make America money in the sense that every president has to go to war in America. Every president has gone mm. to war in America. Right. And he's. Yeah. did you see when he talked about that? He will still refuse. And I think this is what's going to cost who's him he? the who's establishment he? vote. Trump. Trump said that? Trump. Trump, yeah. yeah Trump he won't go out. to war because it saves money for America. But they also don't make money because yeah. that's how our main... Our main business since the beginning of time has been war. Mm -hmm. We sell guns to one side, we sell bombs to the other, and then we watch the money flow. That's yep. how it's always been. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, what side of the map political you're on. It's factual truth that this is how we fucking make money. And then we Go come in and take the it. drugs. Exactly. Or, and if they can't sell you, if they can't sell you weapons, they'll sell you mm -hmm. drugs mm -hmm. to start a drug war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At South America. <laughs> and... That Af ask Afghanistan. That's exactly. There was no weapons of mass destruction. There's there weapons of mass inebriation. The poppy. That's what's going on in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. You know what the biggest opioid pandemic is here. Put it to fucking get. Well, anyways, I'm not gonna get. No, you're right. It's here. That's why I think. That's where I think the establishment is confused as to who who to back right now. Right. Because they both don't have plans to go to war, and I think that's what's gonna cost them the. Election. Well, I think that. Uh, they know that Biden could easily be talked into going. Kamala to will easily be talked into it and yeah. then push him there. I, right. I think that's why she's on the ticket from the yeah. establishment. Well, she's a complete, complete. She's complete military state. state woman. She's yeah. complete deep state agent. Yeah. And I think that see that's my thing about why I think all the media is against Trump is because the media is basically establishment run. And so I'm like, if you guys who hate me, you literally mm. don't care about me. I'm an average person. You could run me over. You don't give a shit. Right. Name one policy that has that they've done that they've passed this year that has helped you while you've lost your job, you've lost your social standing. One policy. This stimulus package has been tossed around God knows how long. Mm. Don't give a fuck about us. They don't give a fuck about right. us. Right. So when people want to trust people who don't give a fuck about you and mm. the people who don't give a fuck about you are saying to you, he's dangerous for you, then my ears perk up and I go, okay, what's what's really going on? Exactly. That's when I say, hmm, maybe he's dangerous for you. That's our time. So <laughs> we're being uh, cold out. We have five. We have five. Ten no, minutes. we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Farouk, why don't you tell people where they can find you? 
Uh, you can find me on the Staten Island Ferry preaching the good word of Allah. Uh, you can find me. <laughs> yeah, he's on there going, Allahu Akbar, and everybody's tackling him. If you don't regret him. your sins, this ferry will crash. <laughs> um, no, you can find Because me, God uh, will smite you. Like, you're in the mid-sentence, and they're like, oh, God. He's like, oh, God will God smite will you. God will smite thee. And, like, <laughs> just the ferry crashes. Um, no, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Farukyu, Twitter at Fat Aladdin, and... I will also be launching a podcast very soon, so look out for Leonardo Joni on there, guys. Yeah, we'll tell we'll tell you guys what it is when Farouk tells us what it is. Yeah, it's called Brownie Points. It's going to be launching on YouTube. Oh, that's on hilarious. November fourth. Oh, good, good, yeah. good, good. Um, also, Farouk runs a show at the Tiny Cupboard in yes. Brooklyn yes. on Wednesday nights at seven p.m. Wednesday night at seven p.m. until so, the weather will dominate us. Then right, we'll <laughs> but if you want to go to that, they should go to your Instagram. Right? Yes, follow and, on Instagram. You could follow the Tiny Cupboard. They'll what's your Instagram that. again? Uh, Farouk you. F A R O O Q U Y O U Y O U Y O U F R O O Q Y O U. Yep. Um, that's where you can find a link to get tickets to there, or you can yep. just show up at the tiny cupboard in you Brooklyn. Just show up there; it's fine. It's a very free reign uh, rooftop. You can wear a mask if you want, not if you want. B- it's not B Y O B, so don't do that. They really hate that. Yeah, you got to buy some drinks. You got to buy some drinks. Let's stop being cheap people. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of being cheap, make sure you support our show on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Leonardo is funny. And uh, follow oh, me and, on Instagram. Uh, make sure to support my boy uh, Tom Farrell. Uh, bake what your mama gave you edibles. That's right. Got some good <laughs> shit out there. Far <laughs> Rockaway shout out, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been another episode of The Crazy Albanian. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.